It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement vows that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads, one of us believing in the power of science, one of us believing in the power of Jesus, but both of us believing in the power of an ice-cold beer. You know what? Today is March 4th. It is one year, and I know, I don't know when this is going to be released, but we're recording this one year ago uh-huh. from the date that we released the episode on coronavirus. Are you serious? Yeah, the original episode we did on coronavirus. And I want to point out, it was before the world shut down. And it was I, a week before, because I believe 312 was the day that my kids, uh, uh, 311, we got the notice that 312, they wouldn't be in school anymore. Yeah. It was the day that Rudy Gobert and Tom Hanks got sick all at once. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I re-listened to the episode of all our episodes. The yeah. only one that like, if you listen to a month later, you're like, what were they talking about? <laughs> was the coronavirus episode. So I'm going to go through things we got right. And things we got wrong about the coronavirus. And then, ooh, I like that. We are, it's like, it makes me feel very proud. Like, I want to bang my chest. Can you smell what the deacon is cooking? Well, I will tell you. I am excited to smell what the deacon is cooking. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, with the coronavirus, there's very much, uh, when somebody got it, hated, they do something to get it. Uh, you know, I think we're looking at it in the wrong way, but I will tell you. You think that people that got it didn't do something to get it? Well, some people just got the virus because they're living their lives and it happens. I mean, but, there was a lot. There was a lot in biblical times. There were very many times when people got sick that that the people around them assumed that they had sinned, that they had done something to deserve that. Yeah. I think I think for a long time, and correct me if I'm wrong, especially in related in relation to uh, to sexually transmitted diseases when they first came out, like sure. AIDS, there was always that stigma of you must have done something, right? Yes, I, I no longer yeah. ask people, "Hey, do you think you know where you got it?" or "Hey." I do ask people, hey, have you been anywhere? Have you exposed people? Please let them know. Yeah, we're talking about contact tracing. Oh, I walked into a room today and saw a person that had a head cold. Mm -hmm. And was like, and by chance, my roommate's really sick with fever and laying in bed. I was like, why are you here in front of me? Yeah. Why haven't you been tested? Oh, no, it's just my regular head cold. And so still a year out, some people don't realize. But I'm trying not to judge. I don't ask. I just want to take care of people, do the best we can. But, But do you think that started? I mean, I know we talk about polio... We talked about the, the flu of 1812. Do you think that that AIDS changed the way that we look at things like that? Because there was such a, uh, a difference in the approach to that, how it was transmitted, how people could get it. And people, you know, there were just as many intravenous drug users as there were people getting it as a result of a sexually transmitted disease. 
Well, I do, but I actually think that syphilis came first, right? Oh, so okay. in, in our generation, I think yeah. HIV is the big one where people were looked at in a different way for getting an illness. But yeah. I definitely know that uh, people are judging people with coronavirus. And uh, I am going to say I did not get coronavirus. Uh, the doc and the deacon are now uh, vaccinated. What's the difference between vaccinated and inoculated? Inoculated means you being given a vaccine. Yeah, same term. Oh, so that's good. Yeah. The, I got pulled over the other day and the officer's like, excuse me, sir, can I have your license registration? And I was like, I'm inoculated. What, you mean and he's like, step out of the car. And I was like, I said I'm inoculated. And he wanted to take, give me a breathalyzer. And I was like, no, I'm inoculated. And he yes. didn't understand what I was yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. I would have given you a ticket for just uh, wasting my time. Okay. Yeah, yeah I love it. I love it. Okay. So to start, things we got wrong on the coronavirus episode. Okay. Number one. Of the name of the episode, it was called Not Afraid. I am very afraid of the coronavirus. I'm Not very afraid of what it did to our world. Things we got right. Okay. Woo. Yeah. That was yeah. a short list of things we got wrong. Oh, no. We got more wrong. I'm going wrong, right, wrong, right. <laughs> I told people to buy stock in remdesivir. Remdesivir, that's a right? Yeah. It's actually one of the only medicines used. So on March 4th, I told people to buy stock in remdesivir. Buy it. You know who didn't buy stock in remdesivir? Us. Yeah, us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I said it, but didn't do it. Um, Don't next. we have somebody that we could, that could have done that for us? If we'd have called five eight five planner, would he have done that? Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> next. Okay. Masks. Yep. We said, hey. At this point, you don't need to wear masks yet. There may not be a difference between an N95 and a surgical mask. And that was, again, very wrong. But that wasn't so much us as, uh, I mean, listen, there have been several renditions of the mask since we recorded that a year ago. In fact, now, uh, recently, there was a two-mask phenomenon going on, right? There was the mask under the mask. Or in Texas, the zero mask. And now Texas, the zero mask. Yes. I will tell you, though, what we got right uh-huh. is the description of the illness. Yeah. Right? That's a respiratory illness that can get into your lungs. But what we didn't know is that it caused anosmia. I'm sorry? Anosmia. Oh, anosmia. Oh, that's a, is that like a saw? Anosmia. It's like an Italian word for hello. Anosmia is loss of smell. Oh. Loss of smell was something, as a doctor, I saw here and there, right? I saw here and there someone who had either had, you know, a stroke or a tumor in their brain or had nasal polyps or had chronic sinus issues or had allergic rhinitis and slowly lost their sense of smell. You know, there's a few times where if somebody had a head trauma where they would lose their sense of smell quickly. But really, there wasn't this all of a sudden... I can't smell. And now people everywhere can't smell. I can't imagine. How do you know that you can't smell? Like, I mean, is there, is there something that you test, that you, that you smell, that you're like, if you can't smell this, you can't smell anything. Like, if you can't smell what the rock is cooking or what the deacons cook. I mean, you know, I, you know I love food. I do. And oftentimes we say... Two things. You just told me you were hungry. I had to feed you. We had <laughs> leftovers. It was delicious. It was so good. Sausage. Love sausage. So they say uh, you, you eat with two things before you taste it. You eat with your eyes. Mm-hmm. And you eat with your nose before you ever eat with your mouth. Yeah. And most of taste comes, a lot of it comes from your nose. 
Most of taste. A lot of it. Oh, yeah. Not, not as just smell. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're saying that associated with taste is the sense of smell. They are super connected, yes. And the people that say they can't taste their food when they have coronavirus, yeah. it's not because there's damage to their taste buds. Oh. It's because it's the loss of smell. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why we're having this episode, because I realize that people didn't know why that happened. I'm glad that you're on board. I thought they had you're, loss of you're, taste. You're, you're actually my audience. When somebody said <laughs> they had their loss of taste, I thought it meant that all of a sudden they thought mullets were cool. <laughs> or... No. Like... Like, they thought that they could watch reruns of Golden Girls. And they want to wear Zubaz pants? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, you know, no, no. I mean, Actually, taste like There's food. nothing wrong with Golden Girls. Yeah, they, Golden they Girls is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm uh, sorry, ladies. I love you, Blanche. But, so... Was Blanche the first cougar? <laughs> yes. Yes. If Noah was trying to put all the... All the animals on his ark. Yes. When it, when it was like, grab me a cougar, he would have asked yeah, yeah, for a yeah. branch. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think so. Yeah. No, so that makes sense. Where we live in Philadelphia is one of the centers of the smell world. We actually have a center at the University of Penn, and they have a test called the University of Pennsylvania Smell Identification Test. And one of the first original tests were actually done based on this test. It was actually in patients with a coronavirus um, in Iran. And this study showed... Actually testing, they test 40 different smells. The Iran? Iran, I-R-A-N. But 96% of people had some reduction in smell. 18% couldn't smell anything. And about one-third of patients continued to exhibit decreased smell six to eight weeks after their symptoms. Now it is considered a potential biomarker for COVID-19. The time to recovery and getting your sense of smell back actually takes, takes quite a long time. One of my buddies... He was an orthopedic surgeon. Yeah. Couldn't taste beer and didn't enjoy beer for three months. I have a patient who says since she had COVID, yeah. she has never drank a cup of coffee. She tried one sip once and didn't enjoy it. And ever since, That's gave it. up coffee every day. Adios. What a weird virus this is. Not only did this shut down the world, and obviously the biggest worry is all the lives we lost, but, you know... Could you imagine one of all of a sudden being like, hey, I don't like coffee? Can you think about the things that you would take for granted? Like, how many times? Uh, now, I have not had one in a while. But I can tell you that one of the most nostalgic smells and tastes, as weird as it may be, is, is an Oreo cookie. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, could you imagine not knowing if you were eating the center or <laughs> the cookie? That's your word? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody, this is why we have this show. The deacon. The deacon brings it to Oreo cookies. It's like, not it's not bacon, right? He didn't go to something amazing. He oh, went to he went to Oreo cookies. Don't even what if it was a bacon wrap Oreo cookie? Oh I my think gosh. Deacon, I've had one of those. Have you really? Oh my gosh, yes. I've had a blessed life. People look I've, at me. I've been uh, I've been blessed by Jesus to be able mm. to have a bacon wrapped Oreo cookie. Amen. Amen. People look at me weird because I love uh, the peanut butter glaze with the bacon at the Duck Donuts. Oh. Yeah, I always get the bacon. I don't care about... I mean, I do like coconut and peanuts. And I'm a, I'm a true fat kid. I like all the stuff. Yeah. But I'm yeah. always going to put bacon first. But he wants to look good, so he wears Spanx. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So I'm going to tell, <laughs> tell you, for those of you out there that have lost your sense of smell... 
about in 2012, they made a national anosmia day in 2012. So February 27th. Say that word again. Anosmia. Anosmia. A-N-O-S-M-I-A. Okay. Oh, that's easy. You wouldn't even need to win a, you couldn't even win a spelling bee with a word like that. Anosmia. No, but you could maybe make it out of the quarterfinals. Oh, that's probably true. And so in 2012, it started with this uh, Anosmia Day. Okay. And now it's got to be Where is that in relation to Earth Day? Um, I don't know when Earth Day is. Okay. I don't know when Anosmia Day is. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's February 27th. I just told you. Oh. Pay attention. So we're going to jump into a little bit of smell and COVID, right? Let's figure out. Let's dive into this. Okay. Because it's one of those weird things about COVID that everybody talks about. Like everyone knows, hey, oh, you're okay. Oh, you lost your sense of smell. Oh, I have it. Yeah, if right. you have a fever, it might, could be something else. You got a headache, could be something else. You trouble breathing, could be something else. Loss of smell, COVID. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we all know this at this yeah. point. Okay. But when we recorded a year ago today, and we were not afraid, we should have been afraid about mm. losing our sense of smell and, and, and life. I want to point that out. Um, so number one, it is one of the most common neurologic symptoms of COVID. Mm. It is actually... A better predictor for you having the disease than cough and fever. Yeah. Because cough and fever could be related to so many other things. Except for, yes. Except for in the past year, we've had the lowest rate of flu ever. You know why? Because people are staying at home. Yeah, social distancing works. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so we know that. That's good. The reasons for loss of smell have been somewhat unclear. Okay. But we're going to try to break that down today. Are there markers? Are there, are there, are there things, uh, the systems that are being attacked that create that? Well, the good thing is, it's called Doc and the Deacon. I'm sitting next to a doctor. And he is here. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, the main neurons in the nose are called the olfactory sensory neurons. And they detect and transmit smell to the brain. These are not the vulnerable cell types. Okay. So the reason that people end up getting it back, so if you are listening right now because you're home quarantining, well, I thank you, and uh, try to stay away from people, and continue to listen through all our episodes, but um, just so you know, you likely will get your smell back, and it's going to come back, but the olfactory sensory neurons do not express what's called the Did you say olfactory? Olfactory, O-L-F-A-C-T-O-R-Y. So not not, not an aged factory. (laughs) no. Uh, no, OLF, O-L-F. Oh. It stands for, uh, I don't know, nose, smell, I don't know, olfactory. Just a good old boy. <laughs> Just a no. good old factory. No, I don't yeah, know. No, no okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. So the ACE2 receptor protein, we know is a protein. If we all know that. That COVID is acting on. Exactly. Yes. Who doesn't know that? <laughs> but this... This receptor protein is found in some of the uh, support cells, Mm -hmm. and it affects the function of these main cells. And so what what is happening is it's affecting these cells called the sustenacular cells. Sustenacular. Yes, and these wrap around the sensory neurons, and they provide structural support for the regular neurons. So they're like helper cells. And these sustenacular cells... Yeah. So they're like... They're like male cheerleaders. They're like the base. Yes, you need to have them to do the stunts. Okay, perfect. Yes, but a lot of cheerleaders, uh, women are the base. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But yes, it, it's supporting people. Yeah. Like, 
we couldn't do the show without our wives and our producer and without, you know, our rapper, right? Like, we need Ooh. all these other people to buy in. We need people to listen and give us ideas. Got it. And we need, I need patience. You need people to continue to believe in the whole Jesus thing. Well, you know, Paul was talking to Corinthians when he said, we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. Say that again. We are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are being perishing. So you had, you had some Greeks who were becoming Christians and Paul was saying, hey, you're the aroma of Christ to God to them. You are, when they smell you, they're smelling what it's like to be near God because wow. that's what they know. And to those who are Greeks that are not becoming Christians, you're also that smell. So remember that you have to be both. Well, I've smelled a dead body in my job, and it definitely has a different aroma than someone alive. We were talking about perishing people who were perishing in the spiritual sense. Oh, okay, okay. Like they're losing their soul. Well, like they're not accepting Christ, so therefore they're going to die. When they die, their, their earthly body will die, and their spirit will not rise to heaven. But it's not like a different smell. One's not like lavender and one is chamomile? Well, yes, because one is, one is Jesus and one is hell. Ooh. You, you know what? Uh, now that I'm vaccinated, I want to travel soon in the yes. duty-free shop. I want to get like the, uh, the Jesus Wait, hold club. on. You have me at duty. Duty-free shop. <laughs> duty-free shop. <laughs> so, is this the bidet episode? You said duty. Uh, no, no, no. That one comes out next week. Oh, we're back on track. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's go. But the, so the reason that people are going to get their smell back yep. is because basically it's damage to the support cells. Olfactory. The olfactory sustenacular cells. Yeah. But this is a big deal because as we know, you know, this sudden loss of smell and taste is classic. There are some other thoughts. There, there may be some inflammatory component to it. Yeah. And there may be... Possibly increased interleukin-6 mm. inflammatory markers in people as well. So it may not just be damage to the susanacular cells, yeah. but there may be these other inflammatory components uh, as well. With the interleukin-6. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we're damaged to the interleukin-6. And that is, uh, now was that before or after Ocean's 13? <laughs> I don't know. They made a lot of those, but I did enjoy those. Ah, I did enjoy good. those. Yeah, they're always a, a I will tell watch. you. Things that patients have told me that they haven't been able to smell anymore. Mm. I had a patient come in and say, since I had COVID, yep. Twizzlers have not tasted the same. And I was like, well, how often do you have Twizzlers? And we're like, well, a few daily. And I was like, well, this is why her diabetes is Does your diabetes control. medicine taste and the same? And all of a sudden, I was able to actually uh, reduce some of the meds because there were less Twizzler intake. And I and I didn't think about like that had Twizzlers had a smell. Yeah, but Twizzlers definitely have a smell. Yeah, uh, I I didn't think about that either. You know, one of my favorite colognes is um, I, I'm so Tom Ford makes some wonderful colognes, and he makes one called Tuscan Leather that I really love. I love the Tuscan Leather. It smells. So like, I'm going to jump in like here. an Tom, expensive suitcase. Tom Ford. Yeah, he's like a designer. Yeah. And he's friends with Jay-Z, because I feel like Jay-Z has a song with right. Tom Ford. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he just yeah, yeah, raps yeah. about him because he makes some free yeah. suits. Yeah, and like, you know, JoJo, oh, Joel Embiid, loves Ode Wood, is his favorite Tom Ford scent. 
So I also love Ode Wood. I have a little, little mini sampler of Ode Wood and a mini sampler of Tuscan leather. So there are some thoughts that doctors shouldn't wear cologne. Oh. And the reason is... Yeah. Some patients, some people uh, have irritation from that. That's right. Some people are irritated to it. And I don't know. I don't use much cologne. I'm not like, why is it that a generation before us felt like they bathed in Old English? Well, you know, there was a time where uh, where Jesus was bathed by uh, a woman who spent a whole year's worth of cologne on him as she bathed him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, and, and Tom Ford is almost like, listen, I have a one ounce bottle of Tom Ford that is more than the money I made on FanDuel this week. <laughs> So I'm going to give you some of my favorite smells. Okay, let's do it. Are you ready? Yep. And then I'm going to rank, have you rank these smells. Mm. It's almost like an unofficial game. I'm a smelling hops right now. Mm. Where is that on the list? I don't know. So I'm going to smell my beer and tell you what it smells like. Okay. A little citrusy. Yeah, okay. So that's probably a citra hop. Yeah, it's a, it's a citrus hops. Yeah, yeah, it's it's delightful. No, no, no. it's called citra. Citra C-I-T-R-A. hops. C-I-T-R-A. It's a oh, is, is that what they say? Is that how they describe beer? It's a specific hop. This look citra at it. Hop. It says citrus India pale ale. Is what it says. Now that I look on the thing, it's oh. called a Cano Bliss. Cano Bliss. Yeah, yeah. So, um, citrus one of my favorite hops. There's also mosaic. Uh, there's so many hops. The Rebel hop, which uh, I stay away from. Why? The Rebel. Does it just smell bad? No, it's a rebel. It means to rebel. <laughs> oh, always bringing it back to the Jesus. That's, That's right. why the deacon is here. So I'm going to tell you my favorite smells. All right, let's hear it. Campfires, fresh ground coffee, autumn oh. leaves, mm. the beach, walking by a Cinnabon in the mall. Oh, um, gee, I love Cinnabon. My mother would say roses since it's her name. Yeah. Fresh cut grass mm. and the smell of victory. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, I, I also like want those. to give a shout out to uh, Katie Kohler, who was very interested in this and sent me a bunch of her favorite. Did you smells. not have? You did not have bacon on there. We already discussed bacon. I, I know, didn't want to come I, back to it, I, but you didn't have it as a smell. So I love uh, the smell of chocolate. Yep. Like when chocolate is is being poured. Oh. How about, how about so the good. wafer? Does the wafer, when you're taking the, the body of Christ, does that smell delicious? Oh, it smells just like Jesus. <laughs> yes, his whole body. I do love it. You know, speaking of wafers, I do love a good vanilla wafer. Okay. And you can smell the vanilla. Did your dad use Old English like my dad? Uh, no, my dad, you know, in fact, uh, so my mother-in-law is, is a fragrance model. Uh, meaning that she she's you know gives out fragrance when you walk through the mall and and somebody's hand. Oh, I know her. A she, thing, smells spray it. she smells. She smells delicious. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. She also works with uh, you know some people who come to me as patients, and they yeah. all smell delicious. Gucci Chanel. She works for it all, man. And I, by you know, therefore, I smell fantastic. Um, I so mean, not currently. You just came from working. But my there. dad always had a smell. Right? Yeah. In fact, it was eternity when we were growing Ooh, when up. When are we going to have old man smell? <laughs> like, at what point do I smell like an old man? I don't know. Are we there yet? I, I hope not. I use a lot of deodorant. Yeah. 
but not a lot of cologne because I don't want to, and I don't use old English. Yeah. But like, am I going to smell like an old man soon? I would imagine. Oh my gosh. I don't want my wife to get COVID, but are I don't want her to start, think I smell like an old man. Are we going to start losing our hair too? No. No <laughs> way. No way. Get out of here. No, I think bacon, bacon is probably my most, my favorite smell. Yeah. Well, I think the good thing is that rates are going down of COVID. We were completely wrong by saying to not be afraid. You definitely should have been afraid. But the vaccine is here. And yeah. less people are getting sick. We still need to social distance. We still should wear a mask. We were wrong about that. Uh, I did not buy stock in Remdesivir. We were wrong Bacon about that. Bacon still smells delicious. And... And interest rates are still low, so now's a good time to refinance. Call 585-PLANNER. <laughs> but where we're really at right now yeah. is we made it a year. We did. And we appreciate uh, everyone and all the time they've spent at home and the changes in the world and how small businesses have had to change and mm. how churches have had to change and how obviously the medical world has changed. And hopefully, in certain ways... In the end, this will be for the better. But I can't wait for this to be gone. I can't wait to go to a big party. And I can't wait for us to all smell what the deacon is cooking at the grill this summer. Can you smell what the deacon is cooking? And two things you can always count on. The doc is in. And the deacon's cooking. I mean, the deacon's speaking. But I will be cooking ribs this summer thanks to our producer, Tucker Butler, music by our boy franchise. I think he should write a, a song about summer. Summer, summer, summertime. I mean, somebody already did that. Uh, oh, follow okay. us on Twitter at uh, Doc Deacon. Follow us on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. We're also on YouTube, and we are doing a bunch of videos tonight, and uh, uh, hopefully you enjoy them. Uh, also, One rate- of them is on smell, and I think you should watch it. Uh, rate and rate and review because that rate is and helpful. Review. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Did no, we say that? Yeah, yeah. Our kids okay. when our kids when they watch YouTube things, they go subscribe. Subscribe. Oh my gosh, that's annoying. Deuce. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market it. Brandness that's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show gonna be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.